back at it with another episode of Nick versus everyone and with me today is one of my best friends my brother Kevin Wilson aka Wills aka Mr. Mm. I do it and making yeah. your whole crew look stupid mm, true. what's good what's good boy uh, yeah I'm happy to be on <laughs> happy to happy to be here and chop it with you it's been a it's been a minute I know I've been nudging you to uh to do this podcast and to tap into your creativity side more so i'm happy to see you rolling baby let's go yeah it just reminds me of back in the day back when i lived in uh in auburn hills and we used to do the i do it podcast we were both you were shoveling asphalt and i was working at a at a, a place and i every single lunch i'd give you a call and yep. we basically escaped from whatever we were doing that was not that fun and uh turned into a, a couple podcasts here and there, but it was it was fun when we had it going on. That was uh back in the days, accurate days. Yeah. But I now was a lot a has changed. Cold dude, I'm getting back to uh, my ways. <laughs> True. Damn. What's good though? Man, I just got done playing some basketball. Got up on a Sunday at 5:50 a.m. to play basketball at 7 a.m. with a bunch of old guys. And let me tell you, I suck as a salesman. Suck so bad. He's <laughs> so ass. I know. It's crazy, like how fast you lose it, bro. And then, like, you're like the older you get, the smarter you get. Yeah. So like. You can, the game is so slow and you see everything and like, it's, you know, all to do what to do and everything, but like, it's just the connection between mind and body is like not there anymore. Yeah. Like touch legs, not good. Touch, not good. Like missing layups, like airballing, like stuff that should never be airballed ever. And it's just like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Man, we used to talk crazy when we would play together like <laughs> talk crazy like majority of the time you and i would play together on the same team it was like one of us the other team wants to fight one of us yeah mostly fight you and yep. then uh then <laughs> that's because they assume that you're just a that's just light work uh yeah <laughs> it seems like every single time up at oakland we played someone oh was trying to fight somebody and then some i remember one time one dude like took a cheap shot at me and you just ran across the f the whole entire court just to push him <laughs> yeah we're not playing any of that we're not going uh, for none of that uh, yeah so many times i was gotten in fight. i feel like i always tr get into a fight almost just because like i'm smaller i guess compared to other people and i'm pretty strong for i know how to use my weight yeah. And so when people get pushed around a little bit or just get bodied by someone smaller and not only that, like someone that's like Asian, I feel like oh, they, dude, get, I they get extra heated. So I now I'm like, all right, I'm trying to be not hit people because people who don't know basketball hate being physical and they don't know how you can be physical, what's legal and what's not. And so I know what's legal. But a lot of times if I use that against someone, they think it's like 
illegal. So like the next play down, they're trying to like push you and stuff. So like, oh, I'm knowing. Uh, yeah. So usually my thing is like I'll be as physical as you are. So as soon as you like box me out a little hard or something like that, like okay, then well, next time contrary I'm- to popular belief, like I was never the guy that was starting this shit. I'm the guy that's ending it. <laughs> or like, I'm like, if you want to take it, like, like if me and you play each other, or like if I play with people that I have respect for that show me respect, I'm the most respectful person that you're going to play against. Cause like, yeah. I just get what you give. But the thing that happens is, is they try that like funny, like weirdo guy stuff. Yeah. And then they don't know that, that's what I love and that's what I'm good at and you're not going to be able to match it. So then like, it's just like they give, but they don't know how to take it. And then, and then they get extra mad when they use their full force and then they realize like you're, you're not moving as easily as they think you should be. So then that makes them very, very angry after that. And then, I mean, like, you know, especially growing up, like playing AAU or like we played some pretty high level basketball, like against really good players. And like, especially just like being a white guy, that's like skinny, like just the same thing you were saying about being like shorter and Asian. Like, it's just like this, like, it's just, I could just feel how annoyed I make people like, (laughs) dude, we used to, bro, I wish there was like documented footage of like what we used to like do to like get under people's skins. Like I remember like certain conversations like like we're having like at center court. Um mm-hmm. none that really should be said on camera, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh <laughs> some obscenities. Uh but bro, yeah, like, like I remember one in particular. People used to call us like gay and stuff, and we would just like people don't understand. Like you can say whatever you want, but we're really built for that. Right. So like whatever you say, we have something to say back to everything. 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 And it doesn't even like I'll get to the point where like I'm you know I'm quick with it. Like I'll come back and roast you like on topic, but like if you like catch me with where like I don't think of something like right mm-hmm. away. I still just have like, I'll say something to you that isn't even relative to what we're talking about. Yeah. Like at all. Like just say something or just, just start laughing. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Yo, I'll, uh, one thing that we always talk about that I wanted to share with these people is like whoever ends up watching this is uh, a, <laughs> we used to hoop at this church in Holly, Holly, Michigan. <laughs> Shout out to the Pearson family for real. Shout out to KP. Shout out to Ronnie. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to uh, Aunt. Shout out to all of them. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So like this was like a church where like we would be going there on Sundays, and we're in high school, and we're playing against like grown ass men, like from like literally all around the state. Like people are coming from Pontiac, Flint. People from Detroit are there. Like we're hooping there and. Uh, we start, we smacked this dude, just made him so mad. We were on the same team. And then he starts, he starts yeah. getting all heated and, and he's tight. Like he got, <laughs> he's, he's not just, that good. He's small. He's like maybe but, five, seven, like one thirty. Like he but was there's a tiny like, guy. This is the thing is like when people lost in, in this place, you get mad as hell because now you're waiting for an hour. So yeah. it's like, 
basically it would be like i would come there and like i'll play until i lose and then leave because like ain't nobody trying to wait an hour yeah so i'll just never forget sent him home you know what i'm saying go sit down and then after he's just talking mad shit to you and starts and start saying he, he wants to bet money, bro. He's like, he's like, you want to play one on one? Like, he's like heated because he lost, and he was guarding me, and I don't know if I did good. He's or like, not. come on, I, put put chicken up. Come on, you put some chicken. Yeah, yeah. He was coming at me all sideways, and I'm not really like confrontational at all, and I'm just chilling. Like I'm talking to you, and he came to me. He's like, you want to play one on one? I was like, nah, man, I'm good. Like I'm not playing one on one. And he comes True. at me, and he's like. He's like, come on, come on, I'll put 20 bucks on it. <laughs> no, dude, I remember, I remember me and you looking at each other because we were we were sitting down against the wall. Yeah. And like he was sitting to the left of us and our backs are up against the wall. And it's one of those, just for a visual, it's one of those courts where like the gym is as big as the court. Like there's this much room on the sidelines. Like yeah. if you're like on the wall, you have to like do this. Yeah. But I just remember and, looking at you and this man said $20 and we looked at each other and we were like, <laughs> <laughs> like the most like disrespectful thing ever. We're just like $20. Like that's baby money, <laughs> baby money. <laughs> we start busting out laughing, dude. I kind of feel bad, but that was like, that like shut him up so quickly. And then he, of course he's like, whatever you want, whatever you want. <laughs> Can you pull that show for me? And, uh... No, the, uh, yeah. Appreciate you. My bad. uh, Dougie just walked in. He didn't know I was uh, doing this shit, but... Shout out to Dougie. (laughs) It's all good. But he was just, like... After we were, like, laughing in his face, talking about 20 bucks is baby money. 20 bucks. He goes, baby money, baby money. And then now... Now, you go from just... He goes from, like, mad to so mad. So mad. Like, because... Even if he does or doesn't think that's baby money or not, it's just the fact that he thinks that we think that that's baby money. Yeah. Is yeah. Like, so Don't get funny. it wrong. Don't get it wrong. At that time. We that, had $10 total. We had $10 total <laughs> together. <laughs> that's, that's it encapsulated. That's the whole. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's the art of talking shit. In a box, in a circle. Yeah. Like, that's it. Dude, like, that's... We had like, enough for a Gatorade afterwards. <laughs> tank on E, all drinks on me, that way. And then, like, he he could have had two grand in his bag, and we're... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's just, like, anything you want, anything you want. Like, we're like, dog, we ain't playing you. <laughs> oh, man. So I, don't know if he, I don't know if he ever showed up again. I was crying, bro. But yeah, it's we'll actually to ever. it's actually wild how like you never know when like you're on like the precipice of like a of a joke and like a thing that's gonna last forever. Yeah, like well, at least for in bet- between you and I, yeah. like that, like baby money will always. If we say baby money, it's always zipping right back to that, and like, yeah. but like. 20 seconds before that happened like we had no idea i bet you even when that right after it happened we still didn't know that it would just be like a forever yeah. it's just crazy how like some of those things it was just turned something into, like, so quick jokes. it was something so quick it what it's a re, it was a reaction response and now it's in the toolbox forever you know? oh, yeah, 100 <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> And we have so many of those, and we grew up with so many of those that when people 
start talking crap to us, whether it's through sports or just out, just trying to clown us. Like they don't understand yeah. the training that we went through and that we're really samurais at this stuff. So when they start it and then they get their feelings hurt or they're just like, oh, I don't understand what I just got myself into. I think that's then it what it is. Stop. It's the, the thing that goes into it. This is what people don't understand is that I'm so built for that, that I do that with no thought. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to, not you, but like most people have to like sit there and think and get in their feelings. I can audibly say things that will get under your skin and I'm literally thinking about basketball and you're thinking about arguing like, getting you back know? at it. going into their car afterwards driving home like damn it I should have said that damn it I should have said that <laughs> <laughs> and and me and you are just playing ain't I going ham in the car going <laughs> I used to I used to literally remember like getting ready to go to basketball games and like being like with you or whatever and Am I like, what is like the, am I like allowed to swear on this? I know I've said a couple little, I don't care. Try, try to keep it cool. It. Whatever you want. Um, like, uh, I'll just say frick, I guess, just to be respectful for your podcast. I'll try to leave <laughs> okay. the F bomb up, but I'll just be, we'll be getting ready and we'll just be like, I'll be like, wow, dude, somebody right now is about to play against me and they don't know that I'm about to frick up their entire day. Like their day is done. Like their day is over with. It's they're they're mad. They they're woke mad up, had the, a good day. <laughs> yeah, woke they, up, had a good day. Went to school, talked to all their friends. Lunch. Joy, a yeah. lot of joy. Great lunch. Went home. Their mom and dad said that they loved them. So happy. About Got to play a basketball. Got pregame haircut. Excited for great. the game. So excited for the game. About to have so much fun. And then they're gonna <laughs> play me. And then they're gonna quit basketball and wish that they never ever woke up today <laughs> oh my god it's so funny that's the best part wow that part yo we used to do some wild like just some arrogant just flaunting just mind game stuff when we used to warm up like during games oh and god, stuff man. like i remember like this wherever we would warm up on one half of the court and a lot of times the opposing team's student section would be on our half of the court yes so at the end of all the warm-up stuff we would uh they would be like yelling at us talking crap whatever and at the very end we get to like shoot whatever shot we want it's a freestyle whatever like i remember going over to the student section because they'd be kind of on the court right and i'd be like yeah. hey can you guys move over and like take warm-up shots out of bounds in front of them <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and then like... and making them and i remember people going oh shit <laughs> dude I, i've oh my god I had people like Doug, we were like, um, I love the generation that we grew up in because we like, we watched tech grow into like, we grew, we grew into social media and we grew up while that, while social media grew up. Right. Yeah. Kids nowadays, it's already there. So like we like when we were in elementary and all that and like middle school, like that wasn't really it. And then like you had MySpace come in. I'm mm -hmm. 30. Um, you had <laughs> MySpace come in and and then it started getting like Facebook and all that. But like nobody was like really going viral like that. Like there wasn't yeah. like like I would I just always think about like as far as like that kind of stuff, like some of the stuff we were doing, like we were way ahead of like 
like dude like that's some of the conversations like bro i had people pulling up to basketball games because they found out i played tennis yeah and they were coming to basketball game with headbands and rackets and like <laughs> buying like the big oversized tennis ball like this big yeah and i'm like like they're clowning <clears throat> yeah but they think they're clowning me and i'm like oh no no i just won my division regional and i'm going to states for tennis like, <laughs> not roasting not roasting yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it and us just doing stuff like that where i'm just like hey i'm gonna shoot right i'm gonna have you surround me and just yeah. letting you know that that doesn't affect me i'm in literally in your student section shooting making them so please keep going because ju- i'm just letting you know that stuff doesn't work i'm a little mm. bit different right so mad it's just like a it's a it's a different thing it's a, Bro, we, used we used to, to be saying oh my yak 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 oh my god we used to <laughs> so many so if many re- sayings there's no one dude there's if there's no one out there that if we really wanted to annoy somebody oh my oh oh well a lot of the time too like when we're playing like really good like when we're playing detroit country day like they're faster than me they're more athletic than me yeah. Uh, this, that, and the other. So, like, that's part of my strength is like getting affecting up here. Like, yeah. it's like the Bill Lambeer shit. Like, it's like I gotta tap in up here and get you here because you can jump over a building. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do? So yeah. that's why. Yeah, I mean, Not I five, remember seven, one time. One forty. <laughs> right. You know, I remember I like... one time we were at a uh, Detroit Mercy the college u of d and uh we were playing in a game and there was like it was an inner city school but they had one white kid on their team and this white kid i mean he probably still doesn't sleep well today just thinking about me (laughs) and i never forget i was just talking wild to him and like and then during the middle of the game he like grabs my jersey and like and he's up on me like on an inbounds play and he goes (laughs) he goes (laughs) he goes Yo, I got a knife in my bag over there, and I'm gonna stab you after the game. <laughs> Cap. Oh my god. Hey, remember? I remember playing against a team. I think it was up at the cage in Flushing, and some dude like freaking gave you an uppercut to the stomach during a game. Oh, bro, I know that. I remember that story. Like it was. All right, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> so this is a rival school we were playing, and. There was just, like, this dude who was, like, a good football player, but then, like, he was just an average basketball player. But he played basketball like a football player. Also, totally different topic that we need to get into at some point is people that aren't basketball players that are good at other sports, how they play basketball. Like, wrestlers, how wrestlers play basketball. How like you anyway? Know, wrestlers that play volleyball are the people that take down the net. Like they totally just like string. Hundred <laughs> percent. Take down the whole net with them. <laughs> oh man! But one time that kid, he was like, he was one of their best athletes at their school. He was a good athlete, but he wasn't that good of a hooper. But we start off the game, uh, and I, I always we would always take like lingo from Ronnie Ronnie Pearson and yeah. and uh, you know first possession down, literally the first possession of the game, he comes down and he gets the ball at the top of the key and I like sag down under the free throw line and he's at at the three point line at the top yeah. of the key yeah and I go oh yeah scouting report says sag shoot that dumbass shit shoot that shit <laughs> shoot it please shoot it 
literally saying that in the middle of the game. Scouting report says sag. Please shoot it. I beg you. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously he shoots it. And then, like, if I tell you to shoot it and then you shoot it, you better hope to all that's holy that you make that. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, scouting report is right on. Scouting report, money, money. And you, it's not even like that. Like, you would run down the court and go, yeah, yeah, yeah and, yeah. like, clap as yeah, loud as you can. D. Yeah, good D. Yeah, good D. Yeah. <laughs> so now like, he's embarrassed you know, and now and it's he's funny mad yeah now he's mad and it's funny because like I didn't even play defense I was just talking so yeah. like the fact that I'm like yeah good D good D yeah. but um but bro so then next possession like he misses we get the rebound I'm walking down the court yeah 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 loud yeah. claps Fast, terrible shot yeah. bad shot selection hurting your team your teammates don't like you you're not seeing yeah. the ball for the rest of the game yeah like <laughs> and uh next possession down you get the rebound we go down passes me the ball they pass me the ball on the wing and he's sagging and i'm like oh you better step up didn't step up hit it <clears throat> hit it I can't even repeat what I said, but I'm, you know, giving him some four letter words, all that. I'm like, step your dumb ass up, put your hand up. Like, what are you doing? Like, did you not study the tape? Like, what are you like? I don't know. I, I guess you didn't think I'm like that. And I'm like yeah. that. So, um, but then, so then the, now this is all back to back. This is like with the first start of the game. So yeah. he misses, I come down, I make it. He comes down, next play goes out of bounds. They get the ball. <clears throat> now we're standing next to each other waiting for the ball to be inbounded. So we're like kind of in like a cluster of people. And yeah. he – and this kid had a scar on his forehead. Like a <laughs> – like a, yeah, like a Harry Potter joint. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Like wizard-looking boy, ugly-ass boy. <laughs> Where's your wand, that goofy-ass little boy? Uh, but so I go – at this point now he's like trying to be physical and like saying some oh, dumb. Oh. Now he's now he's taking it like now he's trying to do like personal. Now he's making yeah. it personal, personal and not about basketball. So I go I'm like and this isn't I'm not proud of this, you know what I'm saying, but also <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Um, but uh, but also like you gave what he was given. Like it wasn't like Oh yeah. It gets to the, I mean you started the trash talk, but like that that's my no, stuff. No you didn't. You said no, the first, well, first mean, play like, of the game that you were sagging and you're saying. But, but no, well, in this game, but like we, I've had a history with this game. Yeah, okay. So yeah, like, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like, it wasn't like it was for no reason. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but anyway, so he starts making it personal talking about me and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know why I said this, but I'm like, I get real close to his face. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm like, what is that scar on your forehead? It looks like you got smacked in the face with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> and he literally as soon as i said it he just punched me in the stomach like because we were in tight like we were yeah, like he was trying like, to get a quick one like, on you i was face guarding him like and then yeah. he just kind of hit me like this and then i was like i kind of like held like this and i looked over at the ref and then i was like selling it yeah and then i remember i remember and then he got kicked out and then as soon as he got kicked out yeah, you, you, yeah. Pop, you popped up. You <laughs> popped up immediately and started running on the court clapping, saying, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of your starters out all because he's weak. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Man, There's so, so many of those uh times just playing with you. Oh or like just your default of if the ball's near the sidelines, like it's going off of your head. 
Like, bro, people don't understand. Like, I've tried to tell people this. I'm like, I'm literally goaded. Like, I went down into the Hall of Fame off of like throwing shit off people. Like, bro, like, there's like you could have caught. Like, there's many times where you could have caught it and just chilled, but you're like, nope. Um, I can throw a baseball eighty something miles an hour. I guarantee you won't catch this basketball five feet away or two feet away, and I'm throwing it as hard as I can. I'm grabbing it, jumping, throwing it off you as hard as I can. Sometimes it's at your head. <laughs> so this could be a little segue here because now I'm down in Nashville, and uh, I have been looking for runs, and I ended up getting in this league when I first moved down here. And, um, it, again, it was one of those gyms where there's not a lot of space on the on the outside of the court. And um, when these kids like kept trying to like pressure me like at half court like right when i would court right when i would cross half they would like pressure me into like the corner and they kept trying to double team me and i jumped out of bounds and i threw it and i hit it like you know i'm not going to throw it light yeah. cuz like i got to throw it hard so i throw it off the kid <clears throat> immediately hey bro like what do you bro chill chill i'm like you're double teaming me in like rec league bro like Y'all chill. Like, if you double-team me here and I don't see an open pass, I'm throwing it off of you every single time. And that's yeah. what I said. Yeah. And the whole team gathering wants to fight. Um, but, bro, like, I've noticed since I moved to Nashville, like, we – I took for granted the quality of basketball run that we had mm-hmm. uh, on a frequent basis. Like, on a day-to-day basis. Twice like a I would, week. Tuesday, twice Thursday. a week twice a week we were having some of the best runs in the state and i really took that for granted during the time yeah eight, 70 percent of the people there played college basketball and if not another they, had, 10%, they were talented they, enough yeah 10 another 10 15 percent like could uh, easily could at least, i mean played d3 i, I mean yeah. like and i think people are tripping like for basketball basketball is different than a lot of sports if you play D3 basketball <clears throat> in general, you're you're a good hooper. Yeah. Like Hands you down. can you can hoop. Yeah. Um I wouldn't say the same about baseball. Yeah. Like baseball's not like that. <laughs> but um yeah, bro, like yeah, we had some good runs, but <clears throat> I've you know, I've moved around quite a bit. I've lived out in Cali. Um and then I've lived here in Nashville and it's so hard to find a good run, especially now getting older. You don't want to just hoop with randoms that don't care and you just get injured and get hurt. And now you're messing up your bag and now yeah. you can't go to work tomorrow. And now all of a sudden you're messing up your money trying to hoop. And it's like, so yeah, bro, I've just like, <clears throat> I've been thinking about that a lot lately, man. Like if you get, it's like just locking in and focusing and cherishing what you got going on while it's happening. Cause a lot of the times you have it better than you even think you do. But yeah, it was it was crazy because it wasn't we had D three, D two, D one overseas, like and then if it wasn't that you played high school basketball and you could have played, but you decided to not go to a small school. You wanted to go to like the University of Michigan for, for college <clears throat> or whatever. So it wasn't it wasn't like everybody there knew what they were doing and that was that's the one thing that I miss because I can't play to my full potential when I, well, when you play with people that don't know how to play, it's very, very hard to get a rhythm and all that stuff and yeah. things are happening. Dude, the thing that makes me so mad, 
there's two things, and you know one of them. So one of them is the double high screen left and right when you have the ball. Like, no, too many, too many. No, one of it, you leave. It creates a force field, like from elbow to elbow, like with their guys. So that's number one. And number two is like when you do a high screen, you can't pick away. Like you shouldn't be doing picks at the box because it just everything is moving. The high pick and roll game is all about reading the defense. And if you're constantly oh moving, number one, being in the lane like crazy and just clogging it up, no layups off the pick and roll. So that 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 takes away the dive to the basket, the roll part, or you getting a layup. It kills everything. And then also, when you're trying to go to the basket and people are freaking moving all crazy and doing screens and stuff, like, they run into you. Like, there's a reason. The thing that I've learned playing with people that don't know basketball very well is that open space, like, they're always trying to fill open space. But open space is a good thing. Your kid, like... I see the open space. I'm going to drive to the open space, but now you're running to the open space because you feel like the whole entire feet, uh, the court has to be balanced. Yes. So it's like, there's so many things that make it hard to do well. That So you pretty much just have to do jump shots for the most part. But one thing about playing with like people that know how to play basketball, it's great because you can be physical. You can actually play the game that you know how to do. Like if you get a step on someone, best believe every single time you're going to get bumped. If you if I got to right. step on you, I'm bodying you to the to the basket just to try to create some space. But if you do that with a novice person, they take it personally, and oh, they 100%. think that it's an offensive <clears throat> foul or whatever it is. But no, it's a body check. This is uh, Ronnie used to always be like, basketball is a contact sport, and and a lot of people don't that don't know how to play basketball. Like every single time you get touched, uh, they think it's a foul or you're being excessive, and it's not necessarily necessarily true. True. Yeah, bro. It's a, the, uh, the rhythm thing definitely hits with me. It's like, it's so hard to get in a rhythm without just, it just comes down to IQ. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was even people that weren't even great basketball players that would play with us, but they just understood the game and just know, like, just knowing your role, bro. And then like, I think that's what basketball and sports taught us a lot is just how in order to be successful, everybody Mm -hmm. has a role. Yeah. And you got to know your role. And that's just the same with life too. Like, like I see it all the time, like people that hate human interaction, they hate it. And then they have a sales job. I'm like, (laughs) like they hate human interaction. And then they're a server at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, no, you need to be in the kitchen or like, or like doing data or like Mm -hmm. in a warehouse or like, It's just yeah. Don't don't shoot threes if you're not a three point shooter. That's a it's essentially the same thing. Or don't dr- don't put the ball on the floor if you can't dribble. Like just know what you're capable of and don't mess up. It's and, just wild. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you, and I was thinking about this after playing basketball this morning, is what are some rules that you that some gyms have? Like I've played open gyms <clears throat> and all over the place in the in the U.S. pretty much and. There's some rules when you go into a gym that are just so stupid. And so, for for example, the two that I think of is everything is a one. Oh, my God. So, basically, no threes. Everything is a one. The dumbest rule ever. Like, literally going back to when basketball was invented when the three-point line wasn't there. Like, it's a stupid I was about to say, like, whenever that's a rule, I just look around and I go, (laughs) is it the 70s? (laughs) 
Oh, it's not? Well, then what's up? What's up? Yeah. And then another one that uh, Oakland's like rec center has is if you say a foul while getting fouled and still <clears throat> make the basket, the basket doesn't count. What's up? I mean, uh, I get that one because foul is no, I see. Now I agree with that one because foul is foul. Now, if I say, and one, yeah, that's not me calling a foul. But then I've, I've had people say, if you say, and one, that's a foul. And I'm like, no, no, no. And one's not a foul. Foul is foul. My thing is this. If you get fouled, you get fouled and you should get the ball back. Now, if you make it, you don't get the ball back. You count the point. You keep going. Because that's right. how basketball is played. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just saying, because if you go to the basket and you get freaking steamrolled, right, or whatever, fouled, right. you call a foul, obviously, because you got fouled, but you yeah. make it. You're like, okay, all good. I made it anyway. But yeah. like if you say foul and then you make it and they're like, no, no, you called foul. It doesn't count. Like, why are you penalizing me for you fouling and you messing up and you not being able to play defense? You're 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 I saying you. it's my fault. <laughs> I hear you. I'm trying to think of uh of rules that uh man. Another one at Oakland that I freaking hated is when the next system. So there you would say I got next and then you could pick whoever you wanted in the gym to be on your team. So what we'd run into is like friends saying I got next for three straight. Right. And then they would just pick up their friends every single time. It was the same people all, all the time. I think that's stupid as well. Cause then you're just like, if you're not, if you don't say you have next and you don't know anybody, like if you're in the gym and someone's <clears throat> playing and they lose, they should sit. And the people that have been sitting out should play should be able to play Uh, i feel in between i don't know i get both sides of that like i i i'm like right on the middle of that i see both sides because it's like if i if i didn't get on first and i'm on second and all the bums are on second why do (laughs) i have to have a team full of bums why can't i pick from the good people that just got off the court so yeah i see both sides honestly i can't think of like a a open gym rule that's like really like bothers me. I just like, it's more so just about um, the culture of who's in there. Who's, who is there. I swear to this day, the, those runs at the church were the best runs or like, or the ones that we had at Holly, but it was literally just the church run at Holly high school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Those, those were the best because everybody could play, but everybody was respectful of each other. Like nothing ever, everybody just knew what it was that this was open gym. You know what I mean? Like we were competitive, yeah. we were competing, we were playing hard and all that good stuff and trying to win for sure. But at the end of the day, we all knew that, you know, our time has passed or I have a basketball season still coming up and I'm not trying to get hurt. So it was like just a good environment uh, to play in for sure. Yeah. Um, Man, I, kinda, I, I have one, like I can't, I, when I was hooping out in California on Olympic Boulevard, I had... There was one rule, but I can't remember what it was. It's so annoying, though. Damn. I'll have to think about that and get back to you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing out here a little bit in California. and <clears throat> it's Well, I live in a place where there, there's really no gyms. So, like, w- land is such a premium that there's not, like, a big facility somewhere. So right. there's only, like, only a 
couple fitness places that actually have a gym and the gyms that they do have aren't that good. So, um, I pretty much like stopped playing basketball for the most part because there are no places to play basketball and obviously the runs aren't that good. And, and so I haven't been playing as much as I wanted to, but. So obviously, you know, uh, obviously, you know, 21, have you ever, so in, um, in Tennessee, I haven't told you about this. They play 36 and it's threes and twos. And it's, I like it actually. Like it took me a second to get acclimated with it, but I actually like it. Um, Why is that? So what's the scoring system of 21? Twos and ones. No, but it's, no, that's not true. Usually it's, it's every bucket besides like a free throw or whatever when you're a Plays dead a two ball. And then a free throw is one. Is right? one. Okay. So yeah. with, with this, uh, there's threes and twos and you play up to 36. So like it gives people that aren't necessarily like a small guy, for instance, like a guy that's like five, six or five, seven or whatever. Like it gives him a shot to like stay in the game. Cause he can just jack threes and like stay afloat. So I think it's like, it's, it's a dope thing. Like it took me a minute to go, but also I've noticed like hooping around the country a little bit is like, uh, people like, like the rules are all different. Like we grew up playing to 11, like in California, they played a 15, uh, here in Nashville, they played a 12. Some people play straight up. Some people play win by two, like the all, I'll never understand all ones. We could play up to, I don't, we could play up to one. I don't care, but it's twos and ones. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Come on. We can play, we can play up to whatever, but it's twos and ones. Like don't take away the three point line. That's dumb. Like I, just yeah weird weirdo energy yeah so you you mentioned that you moved down to uh tennessee from michigan how long you been down there again a couple years uh i've been uh it was november of 21 so about a year and a year and two months yeah and yep and you've been uh making a lot of uh friends and moves down there in that short amount of time yeah bro some uh some super low lows, but, uh, also some, some pretty good highs. Uh, just got blessed, man. Got kind of walked into, a uh, not a great situation and then found some good people through that not great situation yeah. and kind of turned it into a great situation. So yeah, bro. Uh, it's been, I'm just thankful for the people I have around me. Really. That's all it really is. Yeah. I met uh, a couple of them and yeah, uh, super uh, welcoming and super good vibes and and genuinely uh, genuinely uh, nice people, which is weird from where we come from because like I feel like coming from like the Flint area and stuff like that, most people are just like skeptical, like automatically right. skeptical of you, and so I feel like uh, where we grew up, people aren't genuinely generally as welcoming and they were just like right. it kind of took me back i was like oh what's up <laughs> like, yeah like finally yeah 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 i got lucky bro like yeah i can't say it enough i mean i don't know but also i've been thinking about that a lot lately too and like there's like right place and right time but like luck isn't real bro like i mean it is but it isn't like i 
I had, I came from so many great friendships that like, it's, I just found another one. Like I already had, I've already completed the task of finding great friends. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the hardest thing is finding like one or two. And that's maybe where I got lucky. And that's why I love sports because all of my best friendships, all of them basically besides a couple have came from sports, but like, yeah, bro. Like once you do it once, it's way easier to do it again. Uh, I've actually met quite a few people lately that, um, again, just taking it for granted. Like, I think, I think even you, me, anyone, like we've been such good friends and so close and like, you know, I'll tell you anything. And like, I realize more as time goes on, like a lot of people don't have friendships like that where they can really it's just free. Like, like I know, like, no matter what, I could come to you and tell you anything. And like, you might have an opinion about it, but you're not going to just like straight up judge me. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know, like what I've been through or and what I haven't or whatever. So it's like, you know, you're not going to like just cast judgment. Right. Um, but yeah, dude, like the more I've been like away from like home per se, mm-hmm. I've just noticed how few people actually have relationships where they can, just friendships where they can just totally be open and honest. And like, I wish more people could do that. Cause it's so, it's such a freeing experience, you know, like, yeah. Like, I don't know what I would do if I couldn't hit up like you or cam or T or whatever, and right. just like unload, you know, yeah. like, I don't, I don't understand how people don't do that. Like mm-hmm. I, I would go crazy. And that's why I think a lot of people are sad and depressed and all this stuff mm-hmm. is cause there's, there's no I- outlet. I feel also I feel like you create that um you create that environment where you can be open and honest with people because I know with you that you're gonna be a hundred percent real and honest with, with me on to stuff. To a fault. Yeah. To a to a to well, you just have to understand where it comes from. I don't think it's a fault as long as you know the context behind it, but it yeah. opens up that like, oh, if he's gonna be real with me, then I can be real with you. And I feel like a lot of people don't have that. And I, I tell people all the time, like, I'm glad, you know, I have a brother and Kevin that will call me out on stuff. And I have that packed with Nate as well. Like, I want the, I want the raw, I want the, the, I want you to tell me the truth, even though it might hurt my feelings or it might make me not feel good because it opens up. Cause at the end of the day, if you just walk around this place and you're just getting smoke blown up you all the time or whatever it may be, you know, that's not, that's not a good, I want all perspectives to, to consider. So, yeah, I think that you also create that, um, for other people and let them know that it's okay that, you know, if I'm going to do it, it's okay for you to do it. So I think that's always been super, super good for you. And the crazy thing is that, that the opportunities that have come up to you and the, and the life changing things that have happened have all stemmed from you taking an extreme chance and just pretty much just saying, being fearless and being like, Let's go see what happens. Like, I'm I'm comfortable where I'm at. You know, I'm I'm doing all right. Like, I have my friends around me. I have my family around me. Um, kind of like wh- where I was at too. Is like I have my family around me. I, you know, everything was going good, but I wanted more. And, and so, similar to me, you were just like, I see this opportunity. Not only, you know to have something fresh, a new start and all that good stuff. But also I have an opportunity to, um, 
you know, go after something, see what's good, have new experiences, meet new people, and see what happens. And and like you said, there's been up and ups and downs, but um, you did it. Yeah, bro. I think uh, I've been talking about this topic actually a lot lately, and I see a lot of people like staying stagnant because of like, um, let's say for instance, like me, for example, like when I moved down here, I didn't want to like leave my dad or my brother or who anyone. I didn't want to leave my family and friends, but like also I wasn't happy at all. Like um, as far as with my career, like what I was doing. Yeah. So, you know, for people that don't know, I, I did, I ran like an asphalt business back home uh, that my dad taught me how to do. Thankfully taught me how to do that. Taught me a lot, like taught me how to sell, taught me how to be comfortable and talking to anybody. Um, awkward is only, it's a two way street. If you feel awkward and I don't, then it doesn't really exist. It's just all in your mind type thing, Uh you know? Yeah. Um, and I've just been noticing that, um, a lot of people like, for instance, like I could have very easily been like, Oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to go move there because, you know, I'm going to miss my family and this, that, and the other. Uh, but the thing is, is like your true closest friends and family want you to do what makes you the most happy. Mm-hmm. So like, that's the, um, whenever I'm like battling anxiety or depression or anything like that, I think like, uh, for instance, my dad just came to town and visited me a couple of days ago. As soon as he left, I just had a full blown panic attack, like anxiety attack. Cause I just got overwhelmed and I'm like, all right, like, why am I feeling this? Like what, why, why am I having a full on panic attack? Okay. Well, it's because I feel like I get scared that my days with him are limited. Okay. Well, they are limited. Well, would you rather be around him every day and hate what you're doing? Or would you rather see him every once in a while and be happy and love what you're doing? And then when you are with him, he can feel that you're happy. And Mm. you know, it's just that it's that line, but yeah, for anybody that's like battling those kind of feelings, just like, just know that like for you for example i know you always want what's best for me so if i'm doing what makes me happy then you're gonna feel the best about what i'm doing yeah so and then if you start to run into people that don't feel that way then they're not your friend and i'm sorry yeah and like i think that's way more common than people think i think a lot of people the more i've been like bro i lived in la and now I've lived in Nashville, which is like literally starting to boom and it's turning into mini LA as mm-hmm. far as like just pretenders, fakers. Yeah. And I've just realized that majority of relationships I see now are transactional and yeah. there's no, they're not like rooted in integrity or loyalty or anything. It's just like, Oh, this is my, like, this is Kev. Like he comes out and like, we party together and then like, but then now like, you know, I'll get a girl or like start talking to a girl and now I don't have as much time to go out. Uh, what, Hey Nick, real quick. When's the last time you and I went out together? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like we don't have to go out together. Yeah. Like our relationship isn't transactional. And then there's a difference between. That transactional kind- piece is so true. How I feel in, in Santa Barbara, like, like when someone, when I go out of my way and I help someone, I'm not, I'm not asking for nothing. Like, and I don't want anything. I don't expect right. anything like, and that's just the, I feel like who we grew up with and stuff like that are just generally good people that just want to help people. But 
coming here, like I've had people feel sideways because like it's it's like they wanted something. They wanted they did something for me or or even like Hey, like you want to hang out? Oh, it's because Rachel is has a following on YouTube or whatever it may be, and so right. it's like you don't. A lot of the relationships here are super superficial. Like you so don't really. Know. I was thinking about that word transactional, but like it's a little. Maybe that's not the right word um, because our relationship is transactional. But what is the transaction? Mm. That's the difference. Is like. Um, the transaction of our relationship is, you know, you hold me down and I hold you down. That's a real transaction. Yeah. Not, not Nick has a boat and I want to go on Nick's boat. So I, I talk (laughs) nice to Nick and like, I'm nice to Nick because he has a boat. It's like, like, yeah, yeah. Yep. 100%. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, and I haven't really made many, like, super close, intimate friends out here. I really have never been a person that goes out of his way to, like, make friends, and I'm trying to get better at that. Um, but I've always just been comfortable with the friends that I have um, that I grew up with and stuff, even though I may not talk to them all the time. Like, I know that if we see each other, we talk to each other. It's like time has never passed because generally we, like, don't ever – like change i feel like we uh, the crew that we have is so like confident in themselves like there's minor changes but for, at the end of the day it's pretty much the same people it's not like we're we're changing completely and the people that have changed completely aren't really in the group anymore so like uh the people that have kind of been my backbone of relationships and friends is is like they've been the same person since they're not trying to be someone someone else or they're just them and i think that uh, that's the the people that I'm looking for ultimately, and it's kind of hard to find that. Oh, it's. But the only I feel like the best way to find that is through like minded people. So like, I met AJ when I got here. Now that was totally well. I don't even want to say it's lucky because I moved here to work for somebody else, and then that guy hired AJ. And I knew that guy that hired AJ and then we, then I met AJ. So like, is that lucky? I don't know. I think it was all meant, like, I think it was all meant to be like, I can't call that lucky, but then like, just you meet one good person and then now he plugs me and now I, I meet Mm -hmm. Dougie. I meet like, and now I meet all these people that are great people. That's the best way to meet good people is through good people. But that's why it's so hard for you. Cause, and I, bro, I didn't, I met one good person, like, well, not one good person, one really good friend when I lived in LA and we still talk to this day, but LA California is a very hard place to find that. Yeah. Very hard. Yeah. And like just culturally, it's, it's, it's a lot different here than freaking Flint, Michigan. So I'm pretty, (laughs) yeah, I'm pretty, you know, I feel like everybody I talk to is having their like customer service voice. Like talk to me like it's customer service, right? Like I'm ordering from a menu and they're like Bro. nice and like how are you doing like oh we should totally hang out like uh, yeah like i'm so excited and then like Bro you don't ever... even talk like that uh, what are you yeah, doing yeah, you don't even talk like, like that yeah so I'll humans like... <laughs> humans on earth you know dude yeah no one goes home and is just like 
talking like that. And if you do, like, uh, it gives me the kind of uh, gives you the ick. I hate it. I hate it. But but yeah, you met some great people down there, and you guys joined forces together to start a clothing brand. Tell me about that. True, I'll tell you that you got it on right now. Shit, you tell me about it. What's it hitting for? Is it comfy? How does how's it feeling? I like it because it's like a it's a heavier like t shirt material, isn't thin. Um, so you know that it's gonna last a long time. Um yeah. also with like the screen print and the stuff like that, it's a little bit thicker here, yeah. like in the writing. So that makes it feel a little bit more sturdy as well. Um yeah. And I like the designs. I like the I like the message first of all, not a pipe dream, you know. But then I yep. like I like the little um uniquenesses that you guys come up with. I feel like um a lot of the culling brands and a lot of people in general just kinda cop other people's ideas and like try to make it their own and type stuff. But I can yeah. I can say that like the fonts that you guys use, the the designs that you have, like they make so my theory on, on design is like change it just a little bit so it still makes sense to people and i think that you guys do that really well meaning like you guys have obviously like sweatsuits and and t-shirts and things like that but you tweak it just enough to make it your own to where it still makes sense to people yeah and it, you know what i mean yeah i like uh the first thing that we wanted to like make sure i mean as far as the actual garment goes not brand story or anything like that but like as a brand or a clothing brand I want to be able to know that regardless of the design, like put design out the window, just the material itself, like, uh, is good material. It's like, I correlate and you, me and you are very similar with, uh, food. Uh, we're picky. We're the least picky people you'll ever meet. will eat anything, but very picky about quality. Yeah. Like, we're going to call and, it out. We're going to eat it, but we're going to call it out if it's a, we know yeah, what it and, is. Yeah. And and price for quality. If yeah. it's a $4 burger, charge me 4 bucks. If you charge me 12, I'm going to say this is the worst burger I've ever had because yeah. for the value, it's terrible. Yeah. So value. like mm-hmm. but I correlate it to cooking like if I go to a restaurant and they have good ingredients mm-hmm. but it wasn't made well, I'll go back to that restaurant because the ingredients are good. Maybe I got the wrong thing. Maybe it wasn't prepared well, whatever. If I buy something off of a website, a clothing website, and the material sucks, I'm never buying from that again. Yeah. Like, so that was the first thing like that we we decided was like, look, the materials have got to be A1 because Mm -hmm. that's at the end of the day, uh, that's what you have to stand on. Like, I mean you can feel it. Like when you feel those t-shirts, the GSM is like, you know, it's good. It's heavy cotton, but yeah, bro. The Yeah. I think that, I think one thing is very clear is like, there's, there's people that make stuff that's pretty expensive. Like I've bought some pretty expensive t-shirts and stuff like that. Yeah. And like you get them and they're like super thin or they're, you know, they're just not, they're Hanes hundred percent like cotton t-shirts or whatever, like Gildan, whatever, like those cheap, those cheap cheap shirts and like that's fast fashion. You guys are not fast fashion. You guys no, it's are all cut meticulous. So, yeah. You guys care. You're not just trying to sell a bunch of stuff in quantity. It's quality over quantity and whatever you guys buy, you know it's going to last and and it's going to look cool too. Our main um 
you know, a couple of our main like points of emphasis are, um, as far as like fat, the fashion thing goes, it's like, uh, I don't want to be called a streetwear brand. Mm -hmm. Um, it's going to be much more than that. Like I could see us getting into runway at some point doing extravagant pieces that are like, you know, runways type stuff. Um, getting into more, the first line that we did is more sweats like this, uh, sweatpants, sweatshorts, t-shirts. We did more like a streetwear, like low key for the first take just to Mm -hmm. be safe and just get it out there. Of course. Um, but we're looking to ramp it up and, uh, having, being the place where like high fashion, like, um, designer fashion, high fashion meets streetwear. Like we want to be that intersection, like right where they intersect, we want to live in that area. So like, you know, um, that was, that was a major thing for us, uh, because the more time goes on, it seems the more like these rules of fashion, like if you're out, they, they keep, the bar keeps getting lower and lower of what you can wear out to the bar. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and then, but, but more importantly, that, that was just one thing about material, but more importantly, what we want to do is like the give back, bro. Like it literally, it sounds cliche, but that's all it is about. Like Mm -hmm. it's, we come from a town where if I told you in high school or if I told everybody around us in high school or the town we came from or the town AJ came from or the town Bella came from or that, oh yeah, I'm going to start a clothing brand. It'd be like, <laughs> like, whoa, it's Johnny freaking clothing over here. Like, yeah. And it would be, you know, a joke. And I feel like, um, especially with inner city in particular, uh, it's, I don't want to say, I, yeah, I mean, I guess it is frowned upon. Like, if you go to an inner city school, I, I didn't go to an inner city school, but I worked in the city a lot. I was in and around inner city, and I have friends that go to inner city. And I know that when you're in the inner city, you either hoop, you play football, you play sports, whatever sport. You yeah. got to go to the league. Yeah. Or you rap, or you sell drugs. That's like that's like what it is Uh and uh so one of our main goals is to try to infiltrate the cities and partner with centers and and um give back initiatives to like eventually the end goal is to create like centers around the um i will say country for now but hopefully around the world It, it would be a great thing to be able to spread around the world but to put a building in place like we'll call it a dream center for instance where you go to the dream center as a 10 year old kid that goes to detroit public schools and you go there and there's people that are empathetic people that can see like this kid is broken but he's gifted and like give them the opportunity to explore art like music a recording that, studio that like judgment like bad like yeah like and you're like, an idiot type like stuff. you want to start a clothing brand go tell that in your school you're going to get laughed at but mm-hmm. if you go tell that at the dream center they're going to go okay well you know what you need to do to start a clothing brand you need to get proficient and procreate you need to get an app you get an ipad if you get an ipad you can start a successful clothing brand mm-hmm. get an ipad get procreate start drawing like and we'll or show you. We'll show you or, how to. We'll show you how to do it, or like g- give you the tools and the and guidance, yes. and and just explore it. Even if it doesn't go that deep, the fact that you're just putting energy into something that will make you better and, and improve on stuff, something like you can take that lesson anywhere. 
how many people like could have been, you know, maybe like, I'll just put it for instance, this is like a sports correlation that it makes sense, but kind of not. But like, for me, like I never really played soccer. Mm-hmm. Like I might've been an Goal. amazing soccer player. Goalkeeper. Like, yeah. I might like literally, bro. I might have been the best goalie ever, but like yeah. since I never had like that, like so- we're coming. Soccer's growing. When we were in school, it was like you get made fun of if you're playing soccer. <laughs> yeah. So like, imagine trying to start a clothing brand, like yeah. or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a composer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. We got Johnny Composer over yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that that's the one thing that's been really cool about you and me and, and the people that, like I said, our friend group is that we're not scared to do what other people think are weird. And we just do like, we're so confident in ourselves that we're just like, I think this is cool. So this is cool. And you're wrong type of deal. Speaking so. of creativity, bro, I uh, watched the podcast of uh, you and Nate. And I remember you saying some, I think you might've been hammered or something, but you said For sure. yeah. that Nate was the best rapper, you know, <laughs> and I got, I got so many 16s for Nate. It would be like, it's, it's insane. I got <laughs> clips. I got the banana clip that uh, you're I got fully like the, aware of Nate. You're fully got, aware of Nate. I got the holster joint, like the double holster, just big old clips, rounds. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, that's my guy. Actually, y'all can uh, go hit Google and uh, or YouTube and go Google some of our old stuff. Me and Nate are on a couple, uh, yeah. a couple tracks together. Yeah, a thousand percent. But yeah, so, yeah, just being comfortable with, with doing things that other th- people think are weird. We had that innate in us and and we it pushed us to to do these things and if we can teach those lessons to more people that's what i'm hoping you know we're having me and rachel are having our first child here soon and and that's one of the things that i mentioned to rachel is like one of the things i want is them to be proud of being an individual and that kind of where it comes that's where it comes from it's just like hey i know i did some i do things that people think are weird like this podcast probably or sure. like making clothes or designs or music videos or whatever it may be. No one was doing that when I was doing it. Like that was completely right. weird and out of the out of this world where we came from. And so I always yes. did that. I thought always thought that was sweet and fun and awesome and I didn't really care what other people thought. But, think, but bro, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. this is the thing though. It would take a very, 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 very special individual to get into the mindset that you're in with, I just like doing this and I don't care what other people think mm-hmm. without other people with like minds around you to help you be comfortable in that. Like you probably wouldn't have done it if it was just you alone. We were always making music together. We were always creating together. Like you had other people to like reassure you that. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it just comes back to. Yeah. And my, he- my heroes, people. my heroes, like, Whenever before podcasts, I would always like YouTube interviews of people, and they would right. be like late night interviews, like the break, like the Breakfast Club interviews, or wherever it may be, like just random interviews of people that I liked, and and so those people like growing up, you know, was like Drake, Usher, Pharrell, Childish Gambino, like super creative, just all people. black guys. Ah <laughs> 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 oh, shit. And, like, just super creative people um, 
and if I was like interested in their like art and like so like Pharrell obviously is like super creative and like uh Charles Gambino and Donald Glover is super super creative and not just one field and not just one area they just kind of did what they liked and they and they are awesome at pretty much all of it so like I looked up to those people and so when when I was in my own space of a place that wasn't that like I was just like these people are sweet and people around the world think they're sweet so if I like something I'm the type of person if I like something I think that I can do it and I think that so like if I like music so much super passionate about it hey I'm gonna write a verse like this is sweet I want to partake in it if I really enjoy something I want to partake in it yeah bro I uh that's you take that for granted how how easy that is for you I think and I think a lot of the reason why you might do that is just because you have such a good friend group and family around you which Mm -hmm. makes it way easier yeah uh that's not common you know like and that's like that's what I'm trying to say like you know we need to that's the whole goal of like uh what we want to do of like giving back is like literally getting you a spot that you can go to as a safe haven of mm-hmm. like your creativity can just do whatever it needs to do and with support. no judgment you yeah. know so like yeah that's safe like place. that's so- how i like bro i grew up i mean you know who i grew up bro like for back to school shopping i might get one pair of shoes and then we're going to the goodwill and my dad's gonna give me 50 dollar bill and say you know make it stretch mm-hmm. so like that's my back to school shopping so yeah. like so now for me to own a brand and now I'm charging like a hundred something dollars for a hoodie, I'm like, damn, like, why is this hoodie worth it? Well, mm-hmm. it's because of all of the, everything encapsulated of like, there's goals and dreams tied to this shit. Like, mm. like we're trying to start the help center. We want to start a dream center. Like we we're paying for the best materials We're we're trying to get to the end goal. Mm-hmm. So like, that's how I justify yeah, it. Yeah, you're you not know? just you're not just trying to make a buck. Like you're you wow. understand like, like how bro, hard if it I is. was doing this for money, bro, I would not be I would I would be back in Michigan doing asphalt. Like Yeah. Like we're not this isn't for bread. Like this is yeah, not a bread I, play. You you understand the transaction of what it should be. You pay a certain amount of money for something, you're gonna get a certain amount of quality for it. Yeah. And and it's not just something that's gonna freaking be done with after six months and you're gonna throw it away. It's gonna be something that's in your in your closet in there for a while. It's gonna it's gonna last physically and style wise. And and I think that's what's really, really cool. Yeah, it's it's expensive from where we come from, but like I've spent money on stuff that's way oh, too dude, much and money I, and it I, sucks. Right. Another thing to think about that we thought about too is like who are we going after? Like, I necessarily don't want to sell something that everyone can afford. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want to sell $40 hoodies. Like, I don't want to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like, I just to tell you a little bit, I don't think I really described to you like this logo. Um, Yeah, yeah. So the logo, I don't know if y'all can see. I don't know how clear that is or not. But yeah, it's it's basically, it looks like a yeah, it looks like a dagger uh, with a cross through it, kind of. So it's a sword, and mm-hmm. um, when we were thinking of, you know, logo is massively important. And when I think about um, a designer bag, mm-hmm. if I go buy a Chanel bag for whatever, whoever doesn't matter for you, yeah. Um, uh, if I go buy a Chanel bag, the reason why I buy a Chanel bag is because that bag 
can literally appreciate. And if it doesn't appreciate over time, the quality level of it, at least it lasts for over time. So it's meant to be passed down. Mm-hmm. So if I buy my girl a Chanel bag and then I, or if I buy, if you buy Rachel a Chanel bag, mm-hmm. that bag eventually is going to go to your daughter. Mm-hmm. And not only will it go to your daughter, it might be, it might triple in value by the time she gets it. Or if it doesn't, Chanel bags are going to, if you buy a Chanel bag for 8K, 15 years later, if it was taken care of, it's going to be relatively close to that price point still, Mm -hmm. if not higher. So that being said, back in the day, what used to get passed down from generation to generation? Sword. Sword. Yeah. So that was was the derivative of our logo Mm -hmm. was what is something that like we like that's that's like a cool symbol Mm -hmm. that represents uh you know what we want this to be and it's like it's bigger than just clothes it's just like the legacy and like the meaning of everything i just told you about the give back initiative the all that it all is encompassed by this and it's just like all of this is literally for freedom Mm -hmm. like not for me not for anyone in particular just like freedom in general like eventually it'll be freedom ideally this logo will represent freedom for like a lot of people if we get in tapped into the dream centers and opening up give back initiatives and all that so like it's just that's i feel like that's why i'm like love the logo i love the meaning behind it and everything Mm -hmm. like you guys don't want to be you want to not put people in boxes as far as their capabilities and what they can do but on top of that like it's the same thing with your designs you're not just a you're not in the box of i'm just streetwear I want to do everything. So at the end of the day, it's mostly like not being in a box of anything and just being as creative as you kind of can be. Bro, Yes, bro. Like, and you know, like when I moved out here, you know, AJ has introduced me to some uh, really talented, amazing people. But one of the people he introduced me to that had a pleasure to hang out with a few times who you actually met and hung out with in Cali is Breland. Mm-hmm. Um, if y'all don't know Breland, y'all better hit Google right now. Pause this and go hit Google right now. Um, but bro, like he he's so talented. He's blooming and blossoming at a rapid rate in the country music scene, but he has roots in the church. He's written R and B. He can rap. He can do it all. So he just came out with an album. He called it Cross Country. Cause mm-hmm. it's like rooted in the church and doing crazy runs and it's not classic country, but he has a little twang on it. And it's like his whole thing is like don't don't do this to me like i you're not putting me here like Mm -hmm. i'm i'm bigger than that like i'm way outside of this like you know like there's never like it doesn't have to be this like yeah yeah when you said pharrell i was like yeah bro pharrell's a perfect example like when he started wearing those hats everybody was like whoa 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 and then like two or three years later everyone's wearing them yeah yeah, I, I makes me think of that Kendrick line. I'm gonna break out and hide every lock. I'm gonna break out and hide every lock. Yep. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. And that's kind of what you guys are. What your goal is ultimately is is to right. break break through the boxes of social things and and clothing and and hide every lock and not just keep it for yourselves but pass it on to everybody else. That's just dope. busting out of the chains, bro. Like no no chains. Mm-hmm. Like we're not chained to anything. Like we don't have to. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm super excited for you guys because you guys got a little bit of a road trip coming up. You're going to be uh, down in Phoenix uh, for Super Bowl uh, weekend. Uh, you're going to go to Vegas for a convention, and you're also going to uh, a tennis uh, event um, yep. in Cali. Yeah, that Super Bowl weekend is going to be crazy because the Waste Management Open is the same weekend, mm-hmm. and that's the most rowdy golf tournament in the in the world. So yeah. like, people literally go there to get hammered. So, uh, and it's yeah, viral. It's, it's a cool. viral tournament. It's like one of those tournaments that it's probably the biggest, like as far as social media and stuff, the biggest uh, tournament outside of the like the majors. I feel like because it's like and not... even like even like the it still goes more viral than the majors. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's just Tiger's beer there. cans, right? Go it on, just go goes beer cans on the on the <laughs> green. Like there's just people. It's just funny. It's like the opposite of golf, but yeah, bro. I've a uh, which is I'm great for you guys to there. be there because like that tournament is like breaking out of the box of just like right, and it's it's good for you guys to you guys to uh, show face there and stuff because obviously. Um, Bro, you know what we need to absolutely. You know what we need to bring to golf is the uh, shit we used to do in basketball to make people mad. You make a putt. <laughs> how much more fun? How much more fun would like golf be if like someone was literally talking crap? I'm sure they do. Like, like audibly but, though. Like, like when yeah, you can like hear under it. The, yeah, like under their breath or something like that, or just like more than just like proper. Yeah, like you've seen, like you've watched some of like the match, right? Like if it's like yeah. Tiger and or whatever, like oh my God. that's dope when they're mic'd and you can hear him talking. But dude, it would be like like golf would be so much more tuned into like around the at least the U.S. If like me and you are golfing, we're both pros, and you tee off and you just hook it right, and like as soon as you hit it, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, gonna be one of those days for you, huh? Like, you know, just killing you. <laughs> Oh, in you and will, one, out and two, laying three, yeah. mad. <laughs> you will not make this putt. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you got you guys got a lot of things uh, moving and 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 continue to to uh, market the brand and 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 have these opportunities that are super super exciting. And uh, you have a lot of cool people on social media wearing the stuff. I I follow your Instagram. What's the Instagram handle? Yeah, true. Plug us up. It's a official NAPD, not a pipe dream. Official NAPD. Follow us up on there, no doubt. And you can buy the you can buy uh, the clothes straight from Instagram, but also you true. have a website, right? Yeah, a website in the bio. The website is uh, napdofficial.com. Uh, but yeah, bro, tap in, see what's up. If you end, if you end up following off this podcast, DM DM the account and said you followed off this podcast, I'll slide y'all a code. Uh, through oh, DM. Oh yeah. Oh shit. True. That's a, that's the first uh the first sponsor. <laughs> yeah, true that way. Yes, sir. That's so funny. That's that's so funny. Wow. Yeah, but true. yeah. But yeah, I know you got uh you got places to go. So uh, I'll wrap this one up uh, before you go. Uh, an old segment that we used to do. I just want one. Hmm. What is a red flag where you just got to leave your girl? How about that one? When you just got to leave the girl you with, what is one sign that you're just like, 
Sheesh, man. I'm like the Zach Galifianakis meme where he just has like numbers and doing equations <laughs> like floating around his head right now. Uh, what is the sign where you have to wear all white because you can't take a knee and dirty your knee? Okay. Um, damn, I have more than one. I'm going to give you at least two. I all think right. uh, I was rocking with this chick a little while back, bro. And then we ended up like staying the night together like once or twice. And she slept with socks on and wouldn't let me see her feet. <laughs> <laughs> Every like, I don't like feet, but like, I can see your feet, you know. Yeah. And like, never wouldn't let me like wouldn't let me see your feet at all. <laughs> slept with socks on every night. Red flag. Bye. Red flag. Bye. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. That's another funny. one. Like, all right, here we go. Let's give. It, let's keep it really simple. Uh-huh. If she doesn't know how to saute an onion, <laughs> like, bro, I can straight up tell you, or just like cooking in general, like, let, let me tell you something about cooking. You, 99% of the time, you should never have your pan over, like, if your burner goes from one or low up to high, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine high Mm -hmm. your burner should never be over like six (laughs) ever like medium high heat and that's it like so like to me like if i am hanging out with you like literally i'll just straight up ask you (laughs) that's so funny i'll just ask you to cook an onion and then i'll know (laughs) no but like for real like because i swear cooking is a test of patience in order to cook an onion properly it's low and slow for 15 to 20 minutes not scorching hot put it if i hear it just be like when you put it in no no it's dude that's a that's a big one for me there's a so a close friend of ours was dating this girl and uh she didn't know how to make box mac and cheese you know the ones with the the instructions on the back <laughs> uh, yeah just simple thing we don't so that's one thing that we always talk about is like just do the basics like if you can't do the basics, like just that's basics, like read, you know? <laughs> so like, I remember our coach Lance Bayless used to say this, he would go, well, people will be like, Hey, can you cook? And I'll go, well, I can read. So yeah, I can cook. <laughs> and like, I get the premise of that. It's not that easy, but it kind of is. Like if me and you make the exact same recipe in the exact same dish, it's going to be different. Right. But, but But, nowadays, like that, that was back in the day, but nowadays it's like, like ask me if I can cook. Like if you can read, it should be edible. Ask me, ask me if I can cook. Can you cook? Oh, well I have YouTube. So yes, I can cook. (laughs) Right. Like how do I YouTube? How do I, how do I saute an onion? Oh, I put it on medium heat and I literally drizzle a little oil in and then put the onion in and let and stir it around for 15 minutes. And then it's like, and tell it uh, translucent. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. What? I think the end of that macaroni story is like, it literally just had like the powder. Like it wasn't cooked. 
<laughs> oh, stop, stop, stop. Okay, we're leaving that. I got one more. Last one, then I'll go. Uh, uh, this is a obvious one, but it's overlooked. Like, you can really, really tell a lot by someone's friends. Okay. Um, just what what is the tipping scale? Like, where with our friendship? Mm-hmm. It might go like this, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's always going to come to right here. Mm-hmm. You know, like there might be a week where, you, where you're carrying the whole load, like, and I'm not doing anything. But then eventually something's going to happen to make it go this, and then eventually it'll get back to here. Always. Yeah. yeah. That's with any healthy relationship. Uh-huh. But, like, I see a lot of people, women in particular, that they'll they just it's like this all the time they're doing way more and then the other person isn't doing anything Mm -hmm. that to me is like that's maybe the biggest red flag because now it just makes you feel like you don't respect yourself like you do all this for a person and they do all this and you're talking about their friends like the friends that they have like yeah like they don't have good friends in a way right yeah and i see this this is like every day like i see this every single day i was thinking about that the other day like how many times has someone like is no longer dating someone and you're just like, wow, I just saved so much time of just frustration of not having to see those people ever again. Like the friends or like the family or whatever it may be. If it's like bad vibes, like dude, I dodged a bullet. I think if I'm talking to someone younger, I'm just like, yo, if you don't vibe with the family and you don't vibe with like, that's so much hard work and like just so many things that could go wrong. And obviously the person can be awesome and all that good stuff and you, you fight through it. But ultimately like that is a big strain on a relationship. Yeah, bro. Yep. And it's also like, uh, not everybody's blessed to have great friends and relationships. So, um, it's tough, man. Like, yeah, that's, that's a big red flag for me though, bro. Is like, uh, like, you know, I did the line a long time ago in the song for Nate's uh, Nate's wedding. Like, we don't do one-way streets or one-way players. Like, that's just mm-hmm. like, you have to play both sides of the floor. If you're mm-hmm. only a bucket, that means you're only 50% of a basketball player. You can't play D. Yeah, if you don't, if you only play offense and you don't play defense, like, you can't be on the squad. If anything, the <laughs> only thing I'll accept is your boo-boo at offense and you are a good defender. Like, yeah. I never accept offense over defense, ever. Like, that trade-off is never... Or, like, even if they're not so talented at one end or the other, you can still try really hard. Yeah. <laughs> but not willing to try is is the problem. Oh, my God. It's over with. Uh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, bro, still... Uh, Still so much to talk about. I'm happy for you that you're doing this pod, bro. And, uh, yeah, I mean, get me in here again. I'll come on as much as you want. And uh, I'd love to uh, – I, I need to talk to AJ, too. I'd love to have AJ come on to the pod. You need to do that with him, too. That would be an easy, a cool one for you. Of course, man. I'm always – Plus, I'm he's always Midwest, Midwest gang. He's from uh, Chicago, too. So, oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's the first one. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Timon and Pumba. All right, man. Thanks for joining us and My boy. Uh, enjoy, and I'll talk to you soon.
Yep, love, bro. All right, I appreciate you. All right, peace. Peace.